Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast, it is your look at the week ahead. And yes, it's a short week. Yes, it's a Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday. But there is data out there. There's uh, consumer sentiment numbers, durable goods orders. There's a meeting of Chinese and U.S. officials in Washington. And of course, everybody is watching to see who Donald Trump is going to name to fill key positions on his economic and foreign policy teams. This is Money Beat from The Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Wall Street Journal's Money Beat podcast and your look at the week ahead. And it's it's a holiday week, Grosser. It's a special week, Thanksgiving. A little bit slower. A little bit slower. Lower than the recent weeks. Yeah. Everyone's focused on, on turkey and family and football. Shopping. And shopping. Yes, shopping, Black Friday. Uh, but they're also... In the markets, of course, as always, focused on data, focused on the economy, focused on the tea leaves. And to help us preview what is coming down the pike next week, we are joined by Jeff Sparshot, one of our D.C. stalwarts. Jeff, how are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're happy to have you on. We're happy to have you on, Jeff. So next week, obviously, Thursday, the markets are closed. It's Thanksgiving. Nothing's going on. Friday's half day on Friday. Half Friday is a half day in the stock market. Uh, but there is definitely a calendar, Jeff. There are things going on. There are lots of things going on. Um, a lot of people are going to be walk, watching politics because I think at this point in time it could have a big impact on, on perceptions of the economy. But there's also a regular slew of meetings and indicators and, and all kinds of fun stuff. Right. I think I think as, as this week has been, much of the attention will probably be focused on Trump Tower in Manhattan and what's coming out of there. Absolutely. People want to see who's going to be the Secretary of State. The uh, the Secretary of Commerce, um, Trade Representative, once we get that far down into the cabinet, which might be a little ways away, um, all kinds of uh, important and, and Treasury Secretary, too, I think, is going to be coming up, right? Treasury should be a big one, too. Exactly. Now, will all those positions, uh, I mean, all, all of that will be filled before he takes the oath of office, right? Um, well, the, he should name who he wants. And right, exactly. Yes. Right. Confirmation. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. You know, he, he'll, have, he'll have put names forward for all of these before he takes the oath of office. So this is all, I mean, is it unusually longer, shorter? Is this kind of how these things normally go? We'll see how things come together. I mean, there's some concern that they're a little bit less organized and and the process is moving a little bit slower um, than it has for for previous um, administrations in waiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll just have to see who he gets, who he picks, and how smoothly things go, how smoothly things go. But one of the you know interesting meetings that's coming up is um, China's uh, Vice Premier uh, Wang Yang and other high level officials are going to be arriving in D.C. for uh, you know this joint U.S. China um, trade talks. Yeah, it's, I mean maybe they'll be looking back on this as the good old days because uh, <laughs> Trump has promised to to name China a, a currency manipulator and and you know promised a much more combative line on trade, including, uh, you know, 45% tariffs on Chinese imports and, and um, things like that, renegotiating NAFTA. But, uh, but the China meeting coming up, yeah, it's, um, it's not sure um, what China or the U.S. is really going to get out of this at this point. They have a lot of issues, a lot of outstanding issues to work on. Um, U.S. exports to China are $116 billion. Um, so it's, it's a big deal. But we've got, you know, uh, Commerce Secretary, USTR, Treasury Secretary, Agriculture Secretary, everyone going to meet with China and talk about the relationship and uh, get everything ready for uh, for next year. 
Do you do you, is there any expectation that you know of? I mean, Donald Trump's not going to be there. Do you think you will be hearing from him? Is there any expectation of that? Keep your eyes on Twitter. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> it's good advice. You know, it depends on what comes out of it. I think if there's every possibility that this is a very low-key meeting with some fairly, you know, nondescript statement at the end of it and some, you know, handshaking in a, in a low-key press conference, in which case it won't really make the headlines and it might not rise to the level right. where he feels the need to comment on it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of interesting, and I, and I don't know how deeply, you know, you covered this one, Jeff, but I mean... It, I imagine they set this meeting up before the election. They didn't know who was going to win. So it's not an issue of, you know, Trump or, or Hillary Clinton. I almost wonder, like, what is the point of having a meeting like this after an election but before the next administration comes in? I mean, does that the fact that they, they scheduled this meeting for that in-between time, does that kind of tell you about how much you should really expect out of this meeting? Um um, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I, mean, I think it's just this meeting is an institution at this point, um, yeah. and, and you want it to be institutionalized. It, it helps the relationship, and you just do it every year regardless of what's going on, and that speaks to kind of the normalization of, of you know, the relationship, the interactions, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, from that perspective, you could look at it as a good thing. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. We should move on. Uh, let, let's talk about some other data. Let's, let's uh, turn our attention overseas for a moment. Because uh, there is stuff going on overseas that Americans, Yanks, should be aware of. Right, Jeff? If you say so. No, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, run, so, us, run us through some of the stuff in the U.K. and Europe. Sure, sure. So um, Eurozone manufacturing, we'll see how uh, – I mean, Europe's economy, as you guys know, has been fairly sluggish. Um, and even if things pick up a little bit, I mean, it's probably not going to do too much to, to – tilt the European Central Bank into thinking that it's, you know, mission accomplished at this point. Um, so, so we're looking for um, growth figures for, uh, the, you know, final months in Europe out of the manufacturing sector. And also in the UK, the government there will present new plans for tax and spending, which will be the first time it's laying something like that out uh, since Brexit, um, which, you know, should tell us what they're thinking, how they think the economy is going to uh, unfold and, and what they need to do to respond. Right. All right. Uh, there, there's more to come. Let's take a quick break. We have an important message. Uh, there is more to come. There's more data to talk about. We'll come back in a moment. Jeff Sparshot. Hi, my name is Jason Gay. I'm a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, there's a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal, buddy. I also have a podcast, The Free For All, where we talk a little sports and we talk about everything else as well. People from around the journal and the bigger universe talking about culture, life, politics, everything that's out there today. It's a free-ranging, fun conversation. I urge you to listen to it. And if you don't, I'm going to knock on your door tomorrow. Free For All. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast with your look at the week ahead, a special week of Thanksgiving week. And if you want more uh, great podcasts from us here at the Wall Street Journal, you can find us at wsj.com slash podcasts. We are on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And you can become a subscriber. We are on many, many platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, your Google Play Music app, Amazon Echo, and we are talking with one of our uh, colleagues from D.C., Jeff Sparshot, previewing what is going to go on next week, the economic calendar. And uh, my colleague, Stephen Grosser, wants to – you want to jump right well, in? Well, I'm more right? provincial than you, so yeah. I, I was going to bring this back home, back to the U.S. Wednesday looks like a pretty big day for um, data, 
on the data front. You have um, durable goods. You have uh, the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey, and you have the Fed minutes. And all I think all of them are incredibly interesting. Yeah, um, Jeff, like the University of Michigan, this will be their consumer sentiment. Um, it rebounded. In, uh, you know, their preliminary look uh, rebounded from the October, but that was pre-election. This will be our first look at the election and how it's impacted consumer sentiment, right? Yeah, this will be, I mean, I, I think for me, one of the, the indicators I'm going to look at most closely next week, I'm, and I'm not, it's not clear yet if they're going to break out pre- and post-election and have kind of a special report. Normally, they, they, they just lump the whole month together for their final reading. But um, the preliminary was, was went right up to the election and stopped. And, and now the survey continues, and, and we'll get a, a broader picture and, and see if, if consumers' moods uh, shifted at all after the election. And, and, you know, it's not always the best leading indicator of consumer spending, but it should give us some sense of, of you know, how people feel about, about the economy going forward um, based on the election. And then there's also the, you know, the Fed minutes and, you know, coming into, I mean, everyone now, I mean, not everyone, but I think just, most, just, just about, about out everyone expects the Fed to move now in December. Yeah, it's, I mean, to some degree, the minutes are, are were a little bit superseded um, when Janet Yellen spoke before Congress. Mm-hmm. But this should give us more insight onto what a lot of her colleagues on the board are thinking, how united or divided they are, how quickly they think they need to move. Um, so it should give us a little more granular sense of, of what's going to happen in, in December and thereafter, which is which is just as important. Right. I, have to say, I mean, offhand, I mean, e- either of you, hey, I can't think of one person I've read, talked to, seen anyone who has said, no, I don't think they're going to raise rates in December. Yeah, unless something serious happens right. yeah. between now and then, I, I think they're on track. I mean, they've, they've, they've signaled this so hard, I think it would, it would be almost bad for their credibility not to at this point. No, yeah. it really feels like Europe, like, because Europe with the Italian referendum and other, you know, sort of uh, votes going on there. That could be, I mean, I, mean, I don't want to say. It's a wild card. It's a, it's a little bit it's of a wild card. card What's wild still, card in Italian? I, I don't, you should know. I should know. I don't. <laughs> Um, the other one and I, I, is durable goods, right. and, and, yeah. and this is one of Paul's favorite uh, metrics. I think. Well, well, you, you, I can, we can. Jeff will probably hit it. You know, what should we expect out of the durables order, Jeff? Um, you know, part of it's a bit of a wild card because of, of aircraft orders. Boeing, Boeing really skews the numbers every right. month. So I like to look at it, the geekiest aspect of it possible, which is non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft. Yeah, that, that's Paul's that's, favorite we, one. We, we love that up here as well. We love that up here. No, but that and explain to our audience, Jeff, why it's important. But it is. It is very important. That's an important number to watch. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's the the kind of quickest uh, proxy you can get for real business investment, real, real spending on real right. stuff, machinery, equipment, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of September, uh, it was down 3.9% in 2016 compared to the same nine months in 2015. So it really hasn't been very good uh, through much of the year. And it's, uh, I don't know if we'll get much of an acceleration, but it would be great to see, you know, at least an inflection point um, and, and maybe a chance of a faster growth next year. And while like a lot of other sort of data points have improved this year in the economy and shown, you know, a little bit of, you know, gaining sort of momentum in the second half, durable goods is still in business investment has yeah. still been poor. For the most part, I think, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's really been. I mean, it was held down for a long time by by the energy sector, but that's 
pretty much washed out, and, yeah, uh, and right. it's it's fairly broad outside of uh, intellectual property things like you know software and, and stuff like that. Investment has been really really weak across the business sector. Right, and then uh, Thursday, as we've said, the markets close. It's Thanksgiving. We all get to stay home, eat turkey, cranberry, and stuffing, and uh, watch some football games, and then Friday, half day. Are you here on Friday? I'm here on Friday. You're here on Friday. Yeah, I want to point out, <laughs> next week is you know, going to be miserable for me, because Paul's off, which means I'm going to be abusing our listeners by hosting uh, the podcast. It's a, it's, a bon- it's a bonus week for the listeners, because they don't have to deal with me. <laughs> they get you. Uh, but on Friday, there is data on Friday. Yes, there is data on Friday. Very exciting data. Well, not super exciting data, but one of the, I mean, one of the quirks of the third quarter was um, uh, big, you know, fairly strong export numbers out of the U.S., which lifted GDP quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But underlying that was, was what a lot of economists think was a, a one-time um, boost in, in exports of things like soybeans, which will probably fade out and, and could, uh, you know, bring the trade numbers back down to earth yeah. and could have some implications for GDP. So it's not the most important indicator in the world, but it does have implications for for the broader economic outlook and, and should tell us a little bit more how things are going. Right. And not that the, the soybean trade isn't real. You know, you're happy for soybean farmers that they're having a good year, right? It's, uh, it's, no, it's, it's definitely it's, a real yeah. thing. It's just that it was, you know, a two-month surge. It's not right. going to be a 12-month <laughs> surge or a 24-month surge. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody was – when people started to figure that out and you could st- see, you know, the numbers going through there – uh, okay, we're going to leave it there. No, no. Oh, no, I'm I, sorry. I, I, the holiday I thought you were giving up, me the rap no, signal. No, no, I wanted to say something. Oh, okay. I R- apologize. Remember last year with Thanksgiving and how, you know, people sort of, there's a backlash against stores, you know, opening on Thanksgiving and Oh, yes, up. yes. Well, it turns out stores might want to consider staying open. Why the average that? amount that um, shoppers spend is higher than uh, on Thanksgiving Day than it is on other days. On Thanksgiving Day, yeah, when than they're the, open. On Black Friday and other days. So wow. people shell out when they're open. So retailers might want to stay open on Thanksgiving. Uh, l- let's survey the average consumer. Jeff Sparshot, will you do any th- Will you do any shopping on Thanksgiving? I will buy a paper and read about what consumers are buying that day. Um, <laughs> there you definitely, go. Definitely check out the paper because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of real-time indicators and reporting coming out. It's not stuff that we cover on a regular right, basis. Right. Spoken but, um, like a proud journalist. Uh, grocer, <laughs> any, any shopping? No. I'm going to be spatchcocking my turkey and smoking it. Can we say that on a podcast? Yes, we can. <laughs> what, what is that? You cut the turkey, the spine, you cut the spine out of the turkey and essentially yeah. flatten it. So it cooks in like it basically you can cook a twelve to fourteen pound turkey in an hour and a half instead of the normal like three to four hours that it would take. Wow. So it doesn't dry out; it stays moist. Best way of cooking a turkey. Uh, I just learned something new. And we're gonna be smoking, so we'll get a nice. Wow, we should do a, maybe we should do a food podcast too, as well as uh, I would know. love that. That's huh? my one of my favorite activities. Wow. Call it Spatchcock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, oh my god, that's such a good name for a podcast. Holy cow. All right. Uh, I will be doing no shopping on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Nor will I. No, God, no. I'm not stores. All right. Uh, Jeff Sparshot, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Or have a good week, too. I should say. Uh, Grocer, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.